Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fully Books, the Hidden Gems author podcast in which Craig Touch and myself, Roland Hume, get to chat to some interesting figures and leading lights in this crazy industry we're in of writing and self-publishing. And today we are delighted to have a very special guest. She is Lisa Shaughnessy, who is a writing retreat evangelist, here to talk about one of my most exciting topics about writing retreats. So Lisa, how are you doing today? We are delighted to have you. Oh, doing great, Roland. Thanks for you and Craig for having me on. I'm just thrilled to be here talking with you guys. Well, we are thrilled to have you as well. And of course, we wouldn't be here without the man himself, Craig Touch, the owner and founder of Hidden Gems and an author himself. How are you doing today, Craig? Doing great. Thanks, Roland. Thanks for joining us, Lisa. I um, I know that, you know, we've talked, like, I think pretty briefly about writing retreat. I, I remember we talked about it sort of as part of a different podcast at one point. Um, but, you know, I don't think we went really into depth on uh, the whole idea of writing retreats and why writers do them and what they get out of them. And, you know, you are the perfect person to talk to us about this because, you know, you're not just somebody who runs a specific writing retreat and can only talk about that. You actually um, have these, uh, you know, seminar things where you talk uh, to people that run writing retreats and you host a, an entire directory of writing retreats. So you know about all the writing retreats, right? So so you can talk about them in general um, and we can point people towards your directory so that they can uh, get an idea of, you know, where they are, what they are, you know, what the requirements are, all that stuff. Um, but in general, you know, why don't you start off by telling us, you know, how you got sort of involved in all of this how you became a writing retreat evangelist and started running um you know your your seminars and your and creating your directory sure so um i'm a writer myself so uh as most businesses start it's with some kind of need that that people find right in their own life in their own business and what they need um isn't available so i had been running my own business for years i was helping people do process management as well as helping them do crm and follow-up stuff for a long time and then i got burnt out and i had been doing family history genealogy for uh, 20 years and I had found some really cool, what I thought were cool family stories within, you know, kind of that broader, all the people, I, I narrowed it down to a couple. So I started writing them. I started writing them as creative nonfiction. Um, so trying to fill in the gaps and make them more of an interesting story rather than just a series of facts. And um, around 2019, summer of 2019 fall, I, I realized I needed more. I needed more help bringing all this information together? Was I doing it in the right order? Was I, you know, the inciting incident? Did I have one? Where, what, what, what was I doing? I had no idea. I was just writing stuff without really understanding how to craft a really good story that people would want to read. So I started looking at seminars and online courses and, and, and all those things. I, I even had a book coach at one time and um, creative nonfiction. I don't think it's available anymore, but there was a creative nonfiction website that offered courses and it, it really helped me a lot. But I still needed more. I kind of wanted an in-depth experience. I wanted I wanted somebody there that I could just kind of pick their brain like in the moment. And also I wanted to get around other writers. You know, I wanted to, you know, it's a lonely endeavor. We're, we're all behind our computers and sure there's Facebook groups and all the things, but, um, but I really wanted to connect with other writers. So I started looking for a writing retreat and, and it was weird because 
you would think there would have been like a, a one-stop place to find writing retreats, but there was all these blog posts that had the 20 best writing retreats of you know 2020 or the 5,000 best retreats. And I'm thinking, are you serious? Like I'm gonna have to dig through all of these to find one that I wanted. And I kind of started because I'm a spreadsheet person, I'm a process person. So I did, I dug out my spreadsheet, started copy pasting. And it was ridiculous. It was so frustrating because I still couldn't really compare them. So I finally did find a writing retreat that I wanted to go to. But unfortunately, da -da -da, the world shut down, right? March 2020. So, so all my plans just, you know, went to heck there. And, um, but I still realized there was a need for a writing retreat directory. I still wanted a place I could go and just quickly filter. I wanted an Amazon type thing, right? I'm going to check, 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 filter. This is what I want. This is what I need. And it was going to pop out all the writing retreats that were good for me. Um, so that didn't exist. And I thought, well, I'm a business person. I'm just going to create one. And it took a while. It actually just went live. So this was, I started the idea in March, 2020. It just went live in July of this year. Um, I, I found a great developer, but you know, websites, it's, it's back and forth trying to figure out things. We all got sick with COVID at one time or another. So, you know, just all the delays. Um, but, but yeah, that's how I came to be doing what I'm doing. That's great. I mean, I love it because that's sort of how, why, how and why I started uh, Hidden Gems, you know, it was, it was sort of like filling the need, for, you know, with uh, originally with ARCs and there wasn't a great way to do it. And, you know, so I, and I had the same, you know, it's funny, I had the same kind of business background. I, mine was more in development, but it was in CRM software. So <laughs> I have that sort of same background. Um, so, you know, when I think of writing retreats, um, and, and maybe this is uh, a narrow view or, or wrong, or maybe I'm misunderstanding, but um, I think of it as uh, where, you know, a writer goes to sort of like be alone, like they get go to this big house in the forest or something. And, or, and, and so for the solitude to, to write, but it sounds like, you know, the ones that you're talking about, it's like more of where writers can get together and, and be together. Is that so is that? two different things or is that um, different flavors of the same thing? I'm not sure. Yeah, to be alone together. To be alone <laughs> together, exactly. We're gonna do this together separately. Um, <laughs> it's, it's actually two flavors of the same thing. So there are people who will go off by themselves, rent a cabin in the woods, a beach house, whatever, or even just an Airbnb, you know, in their same town just to get away. So they want that solitude. I need to just dig in and be by myself and write. But the writing retreats that I'm talking about that I really like are a combination of the alone time and the group setting. So you get to meet other writers and be with other writers and bounce ideas off them because honestly, they're the only other people who understand us, right? Like our spouses, our kids, our whatever, significant others, they nod their head politely. Oh, oh, okay. So your character is not, wait, is, I thought it was doing this. Now it's not doing that. You know, they're, they can't keep up. But um, but when we talk with other writers, they get it, they understand, and they can help us. They can say from their own personal experience what they've done in certain situations. How did you handle, you know, when you had to, uh, when you had a plot hole as big as the Grand Canyon? Like, how did you fix that? Um, but the best writing retreats give you that alone time as well. 
They give you space for free writing time. They carve out, um, they'll, they'll pick venues that have little nooks and, um, or, or, you know, really nice places that people can go off and write by themselves. So they're not overly crowded and there's enough space within the venue that people can have that alone in writing time. And then when they're ready to come together, they have um, group activities or, you know, just lunch, dinner, that kind of thing that they can talk with each other about what they're writing. So these are kind of hosted by whoever owns the venue, I guess, and they, they put it together? And... Not sometimes, but usually it's um, the most, the writing retreat hosts that I come across the most are usually book coaches or editors. So they're already helping people in helping writers in some capacity, you know, improve their writing or improve their book or, or help them, you know, through the agent and publishing process. But they do that like maybe individually or group coaching, and now they want to bring all those people together in a retreat. So a lot of hosts, not exclusively, but a lot of hosts already have some kind of business in the writing world, and now they're just expanding that and bringing people together. So they, uh, so they typically have a, an existing relationship with all of those authors, um, you know, like as an agent or a coach, and then they say, hey, let's all get together on this day at this place. And Yeah, yeah. Or they'll, they'll put it out there. Like it, it would be some, some people, like they'll have a following, like they'll have Instagram, Facebook. So it's not necessarily that they pick and choose the people to come with them. They just throw it out to their audience. Hey, I am hosting a writing retreat, um, you know, this day and time at this place. And they'll put it up either on like Eventbrite or on their website or, you know, any, or the writing retreat directory <laughs> so people can find it. Um, and, and they'll, you know, a lot of times if they have a really big following, they fill up like no problem. But, um, but it's, it's hard, right? It's hard to get away on the specific day. So people have to plan. So even if you have a huge following or you have people who want to come to your writing retreat, you may not fill it or fill it as quickly as you want because, you know, people time and budget constraints. But, but it's like any other event. They'll advertise it out and, um, and hope that people <laughs> sign up for it. <laughs> well, what, what is it that makes people sign up then? What is a good writing retreat in your estimation? It is one that gives people the experience of just being able to write on their own. It, it's, it's, you don't want to cram too much into it. So a lot of times people will have optional excursions or special guests or workshops or, you know, any number of, of activities they feel like they have to fill up. The, the, the writer's time, but the best ones give them maybe some guidance, some one-on-one -on -one critiques. Maybe you get, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one with the, uh, with the host who, if she's a book coach or if she's brought somebody in to, to help with that. But you also give the writer that space and time to just be and think because we're so busy running around, you know, even if you have 10 minutes, five minutes to write. It takes a good 10, 15, 20 minutes just to get back into that groove. I mean, I know it does for me, you know, you're like, okay, what were they doing? What, where was I at? You know, and you just have to get back into the whole character and the, the mood and the setting. So I would say the best ones give your writers plenty of time to just 
think and write. <laughs> and are they so are they trying to get authors together that write in the same genre or, or have the same sort of I don't know goals or or you know how do they how do they sort of make the group or is it just any writer who wants to come who's part of my Instagram following you know <laughs> come on down. Well, the great thing about writing retreats is it's any of those. So some are women only. I've actually seen some that are men only. Um, some are for um, mystery writers or poets or uh, writing retreats that just went up on the directory earlier this week is for screenwriters. Um, somebody has one for people who surf. If you want to surf and write, I don't think at the same time, but um, and some are open to all. Some say, you know what, if you're a writer, come to my retreat, just just come and, and, and write. So as many types of writers as there are, there is a writing retreat, I promise, out there for for them it's um one was on a train so i think it was from oregon to canada so there's oh, a writing wow. retreat. i know right <laughs> like i'm coming across just these amazing and different writing retreats it's, it's kind of fun to see what what people are doing so it's not a stodgy oh we're all gonna sit around and stare at each other and maybe write a few things it the people go to amazing locations and um all over the world and yeah, literally, if you're looking for a writing retreat, there is one for you. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, uh, I think the benefit to a lot of these kind of things is having sort of that experience as well, which is always something that writers want to, you know, to do is have experiences so that they can write about them. And, they, you know, so if you go on a train, you know, maybe that helps you write about uh, being on a train and having that experience if you've never done it, right? If you're writing uh, mystery on the Orient Express two, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I guess you know the other benefit is for is that sounds like it's a tax write off. <laughs> oh, I would imagine, right? If you're a writer, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what? I honestly hadn't thought about that. I don't know why. But... <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it's yes. absolutely. It's you know, it's a writing yeah. retreat. So right, you know, right, yeah, because you can well. write off courses, you can write off mm -hmm. you know any expenses for your writing. So yeah. There you go. There's a, there's an angle for your uh, for your for your directory. <laughs> come come and, on these fabulous getaways and write it off. But then and, you have to make sure it's set on a train. <laughs> but your point, Craig, about um, the experiences is that is another huge benefit of a writing retreat is that you are just out of your normal environment. Even if you're just sitting somewhere, you're looking at things differently. You're looking at um, you know, whole different scenery, even if it's mundane as, you know, a grove of trees or something. And your brain has to think. When, when we're, going, we're going through our day-to-day -day world, half the time we don't think, right? Sometimes you get in your car, you end up at the store, you have no idea how you got there. It's like, oh, I must have been like, spaced out during that drive to the store. But when you're in a new environment, you have to pay attention because you don't know what's there, what's around the corner, or what's around you, you have to be aware, which makes you really think and get into the moment more, which can spark your creativity. I imagine yeah, having I time scheduled to write as well is a great thing. I find my biggest thing is, you know, unless you schedule time to write, you don't write because people are always interrupting you. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's a huge thing because, like I said before, you can just immerse yourself in the writing, and you 
don't have to worry about somebody like, oh, is dinner ready? Hell, oh, I got to pick up the kids or, you know, a work call or something. You can literally just put yourself into that whole writing mode. And yeah, people have said they've gotten months worth of writing done in a week because they could just go right through because you don't have to keep coming back and reorienting yourself to the story, right? Every time you do that, that takes time. So you can just stay in the moment, stay in the stories, you know, remember all your characters and, and just go with it. Yeah. So less distractions, more inspiration, which I, I imagine can also help with writer's block, that whole idea of taking yourself out of your regular mundane life, which is probably what's keeping you sometimes from, from having new ideas that and, and able to sort of push through sometimes when you're blocked uh if you're off on in the forest or or you know on a train or or wherever that can completely spark ideas that you never would have had sitting in your office where you where you spend most of your days right just watching people walk by like different people walking by you know, you're in a lobby or you're at a local cafe or something like it's just you're gonna get so many more ideas yeah yeah. So, uh, so what are some of the really, uh, you know, interesting ones that you have? I mean, the train and surfing sound great, but on your, on your website, in your directory, you know, what are things that, um, you know, that typically, I imagine most of them are not like that. Like they're probably, you know, at a place like a standard place, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most of them, but most of retreat hosts try to find very cool places. So there's a castle in France, um, an old monastery in Spain, um, which is in the heart of Toledo. Um, and um, Greece, there's two in Greece, <laughs> uh, which I thought was interesting. And Iceland. So the Iceland one they do in Reykjavik is um, kind of interesting because they also do a reader's retreat along with it. So people wanted to go on the writer's retreat that weren't writers. So the, the, the host said, oh, well, why don't we just do a reader's retreat so people can kind of tag along or people can bring a spouse or, you know, a significant other or something um, because they have some really cool tours that they take their guests on. So that was very popular. Um, one that isn't on the writing retreat directory but is very cool is they are going down the Nile and it's a crime writing um, retreat and they're going to do it on a boat down the Nile river. So in Egypt, right. So um, Didn't Agatha Christie write a novel about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, they're, they're doing, I think kind of a, I don't know, not a knockoff of it, but you know, it's like a retro thing for that. Um, I think they're calling it the candlestick in the pyramid or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just have a, a couple in Canada. There's one in an old um, an old church. Is that one in Ontario? You know, there's so many they mix. There's one in an old church that looked really cool in um, in Canada, and they have each of the rooms are themed uh, an author themed room. So um, I don't remember what the authors are, but it looked very cool, and you know, just filled with books and everything. So I think what writing retreat hosts, most of them are not looking for a standard, you know, holiday inn or, or hotel or, or something. They're looking for unique venues. Um, oh, there's another one in Canada where they're going to take people to a local printing press that's been in operation since the 1800s. Um, so they have all the old machinery and, and things, but, but yeah, there's one on Martha's Vineyard, which just 
I mean, just looked amazing in general, whether it's nothing, nothing fancy, but, but Martha's Vineyard, you know, the setting and stuff with, you know, you're surrounded by the water. Um, that one looked very cool too. Wow. That is amazing. Right. I imagine, go. So, and I, I, that totally explains why, you know, non-writers want to come to these things too. I mean, right. <laughs> I can imagine saying to, you know, your significant other, you know, I'm writing, you know, leave me alone. I'm writing. You know what? I'm just going to go to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, and I can write it cool. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once you tell them that, they'll be fine with it. <laughs> sure, sure. They'll be fine being left alone with the kids. <laughs> um So, uh, okay. So then, you know, they're going to all these fabulous places. I imagine the costs of a lot of these is somewhat uh, out of this world as well or is it you know do they try to keep it sort of reasonable yeah they do try to keep it reasonable and i mean i've seen ones from as low as five hundred dollars per person up to you know three thousand dollars per person a lot of people even have local ones um so uh there was a retreat he he was on one of my sampler events. He doesn't have a retreat right now, but he lives in St. Charles, Missouri, and he found this historic, cool old house in St. Charles, and he did his retreat there. So the cost was less um, because he just had to rent it as the rent the house, and then people just had to get their transportation there, and he provided all the meals. So that varies as well. Um, the type of venue, a lot of people do rent houses um there's one in north carolina uh, that's happening in november and she just rented a huge house on the beach that i think every room has a king size bed or something it, it it just looked amazing but it just depends on the retreat and again as many types of writers as there are to find a retreat for whatever your budget and time is you'll find one for that too people are doing them locally they're doing them um in Estonia. So one of them on their directory is in Estonia. But if they get good deals, like some people have really good relationships with the local people or with the local venue, and they can get discount rates. So don't think, I mean, if you see someone, you're like, oh my gosh, that's so expensive. That's not necessarily going to be every retreat you find. You can find the retreat within your budget. Um, even if you drive to it, there's, there's retreats all over uh, I know I'm talking mostly about the U.S., but even the U.K., Spain, France, and, you know, it, it could be possible to get there even cheaper than, you know, you don't necessarily have to fly to get to a retreat that's close to you. Well, I imagine the prices of the retreats don't include sort of the getting to the retreat, no. right? Because no. they don't know where you're coming from. <laughs> right, but, you right. know, so that means it's it, it's always going to be local to somebody, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. And a so, lot of them provide transportation. I mean, I know that's like a small amount of, of of money compared to the whole thing. But, you know, sometimes they'll provide transportation from the local train or uh, airport, too. So, um, right. yeah, everybody just has their own, like, amenities or what they offer for it. So on your directory, you were saying, um, you know, when you were creating it, that you wanted the ability to search for for retreats based on various criteria so i imagine you've built that in or you are building that into your to your directory so writers can search by i imagine date is one of them and location maybe but is there other factors um yeah so i have genres and categories um and so when you first go there's a map 
So you can zoom in and if you know kind of a location of where you want to go, you can just click one of the uh, markers on the map and it can take you to it. Um, but, but yeah, so we have a search bar. So if you have any search term that you want to put in there, you can put that in and we do have it by date and just they, the way that software was, I couldn't do genre and category, like a separate thing. So I just threw them all into, <clears throat> excuse me, um, categories. So that will cover genres and then anything like if people offer scholarships or if it's, you know, women only or, you know, BIPOC or LGBTQ, you know what I mean? <laughs> you can, can you edit that out? <laughs> it didn't really sound very... Um... Uh, no, I think it sounds fine because if you're into, <laughs> if you are somebody who writes LGBTQ, gpTq plus yeah. fiction you want to be around other people who also write that yeah fiction. yeah just the way i phrase it i mess up the letters but anyway um you're cancelled uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so any kind of thing that, that you want there's a drop down menu and you can select as many as you want so it's not just select one you can you know hold down the controller command key and select as many options as you want and have it pop up with um with everything that fits that criteria. And are these, are a lot of these ones that run um, more than once or are a lot of them sort of a one-time only uh, retreat? Yeah, there's a mix of that too. Some people have been running the same retreat for like 20 years. Yeah, but some are just, you know, maybe they did one and they're like, oh, that was a lot of work. I don't think I'm going to do that again. Um, yeah, I was wondering about sort of like the idea of, you know, whether people leave reviews on the, about the retreat. I mean, if it's a one-time only one, then I guess it's less important than if it was one that was running every year for 20 years. People would want to know sort of uh, what other people thought about the retreat and how well it was run and all that. Right, but a lot of these retreat hosts are book coaches or editors or some other um, business in the writing world. So if they have a, a retreat, even if they only have one, and they get good testimonials from that, speaking to their ability to help somebody complete their book or give them good advice or something like that, then they could use that for their business. So I would hope that even if somebody only does one retreat, that they do get testimonials because that can help you in other aspects of your business. But they're not. There's nothing on your site that have uh, like reviews of of the specific ones. No, no. Um, may, I did think of that in the beginning, but I just did not want to be responsible. I'll be honest. I did not want to be responsible for for that. You know, yeah. cleaning up reviews or policing them or right. I, I, I want a really nice, kind, you know, very nice site where everybody's just kind and helping each other. So. I, so, well, so the directory sends people to the site for the retreat, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. exactly. Then it gets built based on submissions from the people that run them or the people that have heard about them. Is that how it works? Right. So I, got, I have three plans. Um, I offer a three-month free trial for now because it's just started. So in the beta testing, I didn't want to, um, you know, I wanted to give people a longer runway to try it out. Um, that will go down to a one-month free trial probably in October. And then I offer a middle tier, um, which people can either do for six months or month to month. And then uh, a higher tier is a 12-month commitment because in each of those tiers, I don't just have people list their retreats. I treat it as a partnership and a collaboration. So I post um, on social media and in my newsletter. 
I post the the links to it. I shout them out. I, um, you know, give them extra uh, a boost so that they're not just listing it on the directory. They're also getting somebody to help amplify that message for them. So, sorry. So, um, the people that want to uh, post the retreat, they are they are, they have to pay. But the people that actually, like the writers who are looking for a retreat, it's free to use. Is that right? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, you know, like everyone's gotta you gotta make a living somehow, right? <laughs> so these people are are making money on the retreats. So uh, you know, it's absolutely helpful to them to have one place to for everybody to go. Otherwise. You know, how would you even find them uh, without something like this? Right. And there is a, another site that has a lot of retreats. They have a few writing retreats, but they're mostly for yoga and other spiritual health and wellness retreats. And um, they, ha- um, they have like a fee, like a commission. I think it's free to post. But then if somebody purchases um, a seat in their retreat, then the retreat host pays a percentage of that back to the website. And I didn't want to get into that. I have a flat fee because I have unlimited writing retreats. So you can host as many writing retreats or list as many writing retreats as you want on there. And I didn't want it to be like, I don't know, just like nickel and diming. I wanted people to know their cost up front. And so I just thought a flat fee where people could just, you know, have that knowing their costs and not having to worry about every time somebody purchased a slot in their retreat that they'd have to worry about like paying the percentage. So they, I I don't have that. It's just a flat fee for all of the, for all of the options. Sounds like a good idea. Um, So I guess you haven't personally tried a lot of these. (laughs) I'm, I'm sure you want to. Uh, I but, do. You know, it would but probably no. be very difficult for you to go on on really hardly any of these. I mean, you know, you could probably do one or two, but really, how many could you actually go on? Um, but I imagine you have tried some of them, right? I have not. Okay, so nope, believe it no. or not, here's the crazy <laughs> thing: I have actually not been able to get on a writing retreat yet. <laughs> because wow. once I know, right? Because once I started. It, doing the business side, it just, it just took off. It just took over. And, um, and also it's kind of um, a, a thing about, I don't know which one to go to now. Like I, I can see the positives on so many and some look cool. So, you know, Martha's Vineyard is very close. Well, not very close to me, but you know, within an hour plane ride. Um, Cause I'm on the East coast in the U S but um, yeah, I, I, I just, I haven't decided which one I want to go to yet. So it's been, uh, yeah. And <laughs> now if you, pick, if you pick one now, it'll kind of be like favoritism, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, I won't oh, be able to tell ours, anybody. <laughs> ours is the one she actually came to. Yeah, I'll go incognito and yeah. <laughs> uh, so how many are listed on there and how many get added sort of uh, on a regular basis? I think right now I have 13 or 14 up there. Um and averaging about one a week, I'm still reaching out to people. Um, the best part has been the couple of people who have just found it and signed up. So it's getting out there somehow. You know, I'm, I'm as active as I can be on Instagram. That's the one place I'm most active on social media. Uh, and I have my newsletter. But 
but yeah, so average right now once a week. And now I'm going to actually be starting a podcast. So I'll be doing the push to get guests on the podcast as well as, you know, get them over to the directory. So uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'll start seeing maybe two, three, four, 20, I don't know, <laughs> a week. The, pod, the, pod, the podcast is separate than uh, the thing that you were um, running that yeah. there's more left. What, so what was that? Let's talk about that for a minute. Like, Because I know originally, you know, you talked to me about the, the thing you were running where people would come on to talk about it. Um, and there's two more of those left uh, from when this episode airs. So, you know, by the time people see it, there might be a couple more, but at that point it'll be, it'll be done. But is that the same thing as the podcast or is that a different thing? Sort of. It's, it's an evolution. Um, the podcast is an evolution from that. So that was a twice monthly live uh, event, for, webinar type thing, where I would have writing retreat hosts come on and talk about their writing retreat. And it was um, presentation. So slide presentation. So people could see the pictures, they could see, you know, get a feel like a really good feel for what the writing retreat was all about. And I would also have the writing retreat hosts talk about the benefits of a writing retreat, you know, what to bring to a writing retreat and how to stay motivated after they've gone home and, you know, life gets back in the way. So those were video live. And um, and now I'm going to segue into similar. But with the podcast, I want it to be like a true community of the writing retreat. Um, in fact, I'm calling it your writing retreat connection because I'm going to interview writing retreat hosts, writers who have had really good experiences at writing retreats because I want more writers to understand the benefits like directly from people, not just from the writing retreat host saying, yeah, come to my retreat. It's awesome. So I want people to hear real world experiences. And then I'm also going to interview owners of venues because I want people, I want writing retreat hosts to get a feel for the different types of venues that are available, because that is one of the biggest issues they have with creating their retreat or planning their retreat is where do I host it? Like, how do I find a place to host it? And then I'm also going to do solo episodes where I talk about how to plan and host a writing retreat. So it's, it's, it's more like a holistic, like a writing retreat, well, writing retreat connections. So, um, so yeah, so I'm going to come at it from all angles to help everybody. Like I said, I'm going to get the writing retreat into the like consciousness of, of every writer in the world. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> so how do you go around um, vetting these, these things? You have these, uh, sites there i mean how do you figure out whether somebody's writing retreat is legit or not um well i'm pretty trusting i guess because i never thought about that but i have um <laughs> don't, yeah it well, doesn't it, occur it, to it, me that somebody's gonna like shadily just put yeah, them it's like uh, i doubt they they're would gonna, I mean, they're, they're gonna bring you there to, to murder you and it'll be a whole big um, no no no, no. <laughs> I, I will tell you i don't but i do have disclaimers that i'm not responsible for you know the accuracy of the information because but i do look at everybody so anybody who does put their writing retreat up i look at who they are i do look at their writing retreat um so far like i said it's been people who i have either known or once I've looked at them, I can see they have a legitimate you know, social media following and their website is an actual writing retreat. They have credentials, you know, they're writers or authors or um, book coaches or things. So I do a fair amount of like 
post vetting um, and but but not not upfront. Now you've made me think. Yeah. Well, you, well, I mean, you just obviously like, you know, as it grows, yeah, you'd probably want to make sure that nobody's going on there and just, you know, setting up a site and saying, hey, you know, sign up and then people come and then they just take the Yeah. Off. I don't That's see the not, benefit of doing think, that. Yeah. I don't, I don't see the end game of like, let me yeah. set up a fake writing retreat. That's going <laughs> to be a moneymaker. <laughs> I, I will just say, I wouldn't put it past somebody to do something. For sure. Right. But I, I think that when <laughs> people are looking not. at it, to run scans are probably looking for something that is like a bigger thing, you know, <laughs> more, more fish in the barrel than, than a few writers looking to, to go on a retreat. So, yeah, but that's, that goes to also the idea I was asking about in terms of reviews, just more, it's more to me about whether, you know, somebody is setting up a writing retreat and they've never done one before. Maybe it's not as good, but if, if it depends on what your goals are too, if, if really you're just going to get away and, and talk to some other writers, um, but what happens if that's your goal, but you're, say, the only writer that shows up or signs up, right? Is there, um, just do a lot of these have, uh, you know, like, um, you know, we have to get a certain amount of people, otherwise it's canceled kind of uh, Yeah, quite a few of them do. Anybody who, I would imagine, who's just renting a house, they don't have that, um, the constraint, although it wouldn't be good for them they'd have to pay the full ride right. for the house right? right so i would imagine um that anybody in that situation probably has a, a minimum or you know if we don't get this many people by this date you know we will have to postpone it or reschedule um and but anybody going to a venue that does have a minimum then they'll have to build that in and to, to your point about you know a new writing retreat or people not really sure about them like i would hope anybody who's giving somebody you know hundreds of thousands of dollars would do vetting you know talk to um like look at their website and and most of them almost all of them do have some kind of kind of testimonial even if they haven't done a retreat before they have a testimonial about their services why they're a good book coach or editor or how they can help you um so Yes, definitely do your research and vetting before you go on a retreat. Um, because again, you're going someplace with strangers. You don't necessarily know these people unless you've gone before. And a lot of writing retreat hosts, which I really like, they get people together ahead of time. So they'll do Zoom calls or they'll do a Facebook group. They'll do, um, you know, get people together so they can kind of meet face to face virtually before they all get together at the retreat. So they, most of the writing retreat hosts do something to make sure everybody's comfortable and kind of gets to know each other ahead of time. I think that's great because I think typically, um, you know, obviously it's not the, the, the rule, but a lot of writers are introverts. <laughs> <laughs> and so having everyone show up, uh, and be like, hey, you know, here's a bunch of people that you've never met. Let's all chat and spend the week together. Um, you know, that might not be super comfortable for for every writer. So I think uh, getting to know them beforehand a little bit would probably ease the, the mind of a lot of those types of writers. I think, um, you know, it, it would because, you know, writing is a very solitary retreat and, and that can be a downside. But to, but to many, it's a plus. Right. They don't they kind of like being alone. But but to your point, you know, there's a lot of benefit to going out and, and changing your venue and talking to other writers. And so you have to make it sort of a comfortable experience for, for them. Yeah. Yeah. 
And some people have come out of it as lifelong friends or have formed writing groups out of it. And, you know, even some hosts have told me that people they didn't even think like on paper, you would never think would be friends bonded over whatever they were writing or their experience there and, you know, became friends, critique partners, accountability partners, part of a writing group. So the benefit isn't necessarily just there while you're at the retreat, but it's also after the retreat. It's it's being connected to uh, more people who can help you. Uh, a lot of times the writing retreat hosts, if they're coaches or editors or something, they'll continue on. They'll give you like um, a couple of months of, of follow on critique or help or something. So it, it all depends. Like everybody does a little differently, but most of them don't just drop you like, okay, thanks for coming. Bye. You know, um, <laughs> They, they have some kind of sort of, you know, off ramp to, to help you after you get home from, from the retreat as well. How long are these retreats? Are they like usually on a weekend or is it um, during the week? How, how, a few days? It typically three to five days. That That's like what I see as the average. Some are two weeks. Um, I don't know if I could do that for two weeks, but um, and, and some who have the two weeks, they'll have them broken up into one week options. Like you can do week one or week two, or you can do weeks one through two. Um, but most of them I see are up to like five days, full days, because you don't want to get people, for one thing, if you're paying money to fly out there, you, know, you don't want to spend like a couple hundred, couple thousand dollars on, on airfare only to spend like two days there. So, um, so plus just getting in the group, right. Or traveling, like you, you need like a day or two to kind of get used to your environment. So it's good to have like, you know, I would say three days minimum, but definitely five, five to seven days is, is kind of a sweet spot where you can give people everything they need in the amount of time and, uh, and not overwhelm them or not, you know, it not for it to be too long. Wow. That is, I mean, I, I don't know, I guess I never really thought about that. I, I, I think I was thinking that it was usually just a weekend, but it does make sense. Uh, I know a lot of people when they travel, they often say, you know, I need a day or two to sort of like get on the time zone or to, to sort of get into the vacation mode. Not that it's necessarily a vacation, but um, so yeah, that, that makes sense. Especially if you're doing something where you're going to a destination that is uh, like uh, almost like an excursion-y type thing. You know, you're going to a monastery, you're going to, you, you're going to want to spend some of that time exploring the uh, the grounds or, or, or whatever it is that, you know, you're doing. If you're surfing and surfing and writing, you know, you can't do both at the same time, I'm pretty sure. So you, you need to, uh, to separate that out and have yeah. time for both. Yeah. Sense. Well, that is... You know, unfortunately, we're coming up to the top of the hour, but what a fascinating, I want to go on one of these writing retreats. It sounds so exciting and fun to be, I would organize one, to be honest. There are all these yeah. houses up in upstate New York that would just be yeah. perfect. The big 10 bedroom old 1830s farmhouse, get a bunch of writers together, have these wonderful meals thinking, in the evening. I was yeah. thinking you'd do more of a pub crawl experience. That <laughs> might not be best for, for the writing part of it. But. <laughs> or it might really be good for the writing. Yeah, come on. Ooh, a lot of famous writers that. were alcoholics, right? Yeah. Yes. That's Got right. that part nailed. <laughs> You'd be helping them. <laughs> oh, well, Lisa, it has been such a pleasure listening to you. Where can people find out about all this? 
Uh, well, readingretreatdirectory.com is my main website. I'm also active on Instagram at writing retreat directory. And if anybody wants to see the writing retreat sampler episodes where I've interviewed writing retreat hosts about their retreats, that's at writingretreatsampler.com. Brilliant. And we'll put obviously links down below that people can click on. Oh, Lisa, this has been such a wonderful discussion. Craig, do you have any final questions before we wrap things up? Uh, no, I mean, like you, I'm I'm thinking I should try to justify going on a writing retreat. I might have to check out the directory and see what I can what I can swing. But um, yeah, no, this was fascinating. It's really uh, more to it than I had thought. I really, in my head, kind of thought that most writing retreats were solitary. You go off to uh, you know a quiet place and and sit and reflect and and write. But um, they sound far more interesting than that. So, <laughs> so I'm glad that you're able to come out and talk to us about it today. Thank you. No, thanks for having me. And and that's part of my goal, right? To get people to understand more about what they are. But thank you, Craig and Roland. I really appreciate you having me. And I look forward to staying in touch with you. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, if you have enjoyed what Lisa had to say, make sure you leave a comment down below. Hit that like button. Give her some love because this has been a great conversation. And uh, of course, we'll be back next week with another episode of Fully Booked. So until then, stay tuned. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.